0: This is the Only Human podcast from Community Radio Four Z out of Brisbane, Australia.
1: And today on Only Human, I'm Nathan. I'm uh, joined by Ian Kerr from the uh, Paradigm Shift, which is a show on Fridays on Triple Z. G'day, Ian.
2: Hello, Nathan. Hello, everyone.
1: And Ian, you've. Just come from the British consulate in Brisbane.
2: That's right. There's a picket outside there right now, and um, there's a, a a rally of types that is going to go on there from now till two o'clock. There's a number of speakers at that rally, um, so I'm encouraging people if they're on their lunch hour to go mm-hmm. down there. Um, we'll we'll give some coverage of what's happening as we as we go along in the next hour, but. Um, uh the the object of the rally is on because it's the first day of the extradition hearing in the British courts for Julian Assange to be sent to the United States where people feel he won't get a fair trial um the people are down there speaking out against that extradition and asking for more support from Australia and the Australian government mm. so the the speakers today will be um Former Senator Andrew Bartlett, Mm -hmm. uh, a solidarity activist, Adele Goldie, uh, and a former anti-war prisoner of the USA, Kieran O'Reilly, and an anti-war activist, Dean Jeffries, and a refugee advocate, a father, Pancras Jordan, plus music. Okay. (laughs) So it should be quite an interesting uh, thing for, at lunchtime, to go down there and just to see what's happening, get a bit of an insight into Mm. what really is an important part of our democracy, that people be able to, whether they be citizen journalists or they be more mainstream journalists, be able to publish what governments are doing.
1: Absolutely. And we'll probably repeat this later, but where is the British Consulate?
2: It's at 100 Eagle Street. I found, I had trouble finding it myself. Yeah. It's virtually directly opposite the the Stock Exchange and Riverside. So yeah. it's on the sort of as you're going out of uh, along uh, out towards just near queen street yeah. is on that side of town on that mm. side of the
1: road okay and so you've been there this morning and you met s- some of the organizers or uh, yes. speakers and, yes um
2: i um i did an interview with kieran o'reilly mm. and he he's got an interesting take on it which would be good to play that now um okay. but um also, but before we do that, perhaps we should give a bit of an idea of what's actually happening in the UK. And Julian's father has been on the phone overnight to John Jiggins from Bay FM, And John has uh, very graciously given Triple Z uh, a copy of the interviews that he's done. And uh, it'd be good to play that and get a bit of an insight into how the campaign is shaping up.
1: All right, let's go to that now.
2: Julian's father is being interviewed here by a local journalist mm-hmm. and we'd just like to have a listen to what he has to say about how Julian is being treated and, and what's going on there.
3: When we last spoke, you were off to your BBC interview. How did all that go? Foreign Press Association meeting was tremendous. There was a 22 camera teams, a full house, standing room only, and after the event, uh, we were all swamped with interviews. Then we traveled to Belmarsh, and again, there were 10 camera crews there waiting for us uh, after we visited Julian, and they took some good interviews, particularly good interviews from Andrew Wilkie. Um, The court case hearing was this afternoon a maintenance hearing. The QC for Julian, Edward Fitzgerald, mentioned was having a lot of trouble getting Julian to go through uh, all of the uh, evidence and he gave uh, an example. That example was when Senator Rohrabacher visited Julian in the embassy and Suggested a deal. This was a year after, a year after Trump was elected. The deal was that Julian say in Russia had nothing to do with, with the DNC leaks. And that was mentioned in uh, court today, which has caused a worldwide media storm. The actual fact that Mueller did visit uh, Julian in the embassy in 2017 and offered a a deal. The tide has turned and it's in full flood at the moment, but our opponents are fighting back. You have have to be cognizant of the fact that Rorabaka's visit was in 2017, well after the election. What our opponents are doing is putting the Rorabaka visit before 2016, or in 2016, before the election, which is not true. John, you had the demonstration in London on the weekend there. How did that go? Uh, It was a a
4: very, very good march. Uh, We marched from Australia House to Parliament Square and there were about 1,000 people and the crowd reaction on either side of the road was very positive. The march was led by Kristen Hanneson, Roger Waters, myself, Yanis Garofakis and Vivian Westwood. We were in the front row and marched uh, down to Parliament Square where each of us Mm -hmm. gave a speech. The crowd was very attentive. There were about 20 cameras there. Chrissy Hines sang a very moving song. The day before, I was in Vienna where I saw some people who were putting on a protest today and also somebody in the Viennese Foreign Affairs Department the day before that, we were in Paris, where we had a press conference, about 30 cameras. The room was full to overflowing. No standing room. Nobody. The doors were locked. full of journalists, uh, writers, and so on. And that was a presser for the uh, new French lawyer and for Balthazar Garzon, the Spanish lawyer. That was very successful. Myself and the family, my brother, Gabriel, Julian's brother, And nephew, niece, and auntie will all meet
3: outside the court at 9am. We're having a demonstration in Brisbane today outside the UK embassy. Is there anything you'd like to say to encourage people to come to that? Yes. You know, the wave of support is
4: us. It is us just going and speaking to each other and going along to these demos or rallies or manifestations or vigils. This causes the government to understand in Australia that the support for Julian is very strong and deep and please get along and give your very, very best.
2: And we're going to go out with uh, a jumping fences song, Distancia y Latido. Uh, that was Jumping Fences with Distancia y Latido, which of course means distance and yearning. I thought it'd be a nice thing there for Julian, who's obviously yearning to get out of that bloody Belmarsh prison and maybe back home. I know his dad wants him to get back. And uh, that was quite a good um, interview that John Jiggins from our sister station down there in Byron Bay, Bay FM uh he gave us a, and john has been doing handling the media side of this so that gives us a bit of an idea of what's going on in the uk and now locally it'd be good if we can cross to this interview i did this morning at the picket outside 100 eagle street um in brisbane there's a rally going on there now um and i talked to derek um a, a, a local person obviously with an English accent, and quite interesting insights into what's going on, what's behind the persecution of Julian Assange. What's your name? My name is Derek Spice. I'm from Radio 4 Z. Why are
0: you here today, Derek? I'm here to stand for the freedoms that we are all supposed to represent individually. Specifically, that Julian Assange has been treated despicably badly, over a period of about seven or eight years. His treatment has amounted to torture at times and has been tortured at other times. And it's high time that the, um, the voice of the world was heard in terms of uh, the freedoms that we all expect to be able to enjoy.
2: I detect an accent there. What do you think the UK government will do?
0: I've no idea, but with Boris Johnson in power, I, I, I really don't trust it. And he's as right-wing as right-wing could possibly be. And I, do, I, do, I, I don't think that he will serve the interests of Assange as well as the other party would have done, had they got in.
2: A US senator offered Julian a deal, but Trump repudiated that, saying that that deal wasn't on the table. Do you think that's a way out for Julian Assange?
0: Um, I, I would, I, that, that's um, a matter that, that is, 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 um, uh, really speaks to the fact that the crime is not that great, in fact. It's a political issue, it's to set an example, and it's to defeat all of the freedoms that the press are supposed to enjoy worldwide.
2: I read a um, document that said, as part of the negotiations with the US senator, there would be a possibility of redacting the names of CIA agents in various countries like Afghanistan and Iraq. Maybe that is um, a fairly big gambling chip uh, for
0: people supporting Assad. Uh, yes, uh, I, mean, I, I would imagine that would be the case. Uh, and uh, Whether that was included in, the, in that deal or not is uh, subject of... Uh, uh, will probably become apparent. But I, I don't think that... Uh, I think that, that everything points to the fact that the crime is not that serious. In fact, there is no crime, actually. And they're fighting that there will be found to be no crime.
2: But there are lives at stake, I mean, implied in that. Yes, and you have that's right. Contending, you know, um, not not that I'm coming out in favor of CIA no, agents, far from them, but, yeah. but if they are operating undercover in countries where the US is heavily involved militarily there's a, there's a lot of lives at stake there that. could be
0: lives at stake and but I honestly seriously believe that um, Assange has shown over years that he is not going to put lives at risk in that way and I don't believe he would do I'm yes. very to do so yeah. I mean he was certainly instrumental in getting um, Snowden out of Hong Kong and up and, and, and into Russia. So yeah. Assange is not the self-centered person that a lot of people try to portray. Yeah. He's, in fact, after the good of humanity, and it's, uh, it's important for humanity that his rights are protected and that he is made um, a free man again.
2: And what about Chelsea Manning? She
0: refused to give
2: evidence, and therefore she's back in the slammer. Um, she's showing real grit there. Um, Now the US has got that strange rule that if you refuse to give evidence they just put you in a a hole until you do. Um, So how do you feel she's going to fare in all of this?
0: Well I mean she's obviously quite the most extraordinary person to put herself after the uh, safety and health of um, Julian Assange. And I hope that Jean Assange would do the same for her. And I think it speaks to the integrity of these people, who are, who are vilified so widely by, or by the politicians. They, they have a huge integrity themselves, and I think that speaks to that integrity. Is there anything you'd like to add, Derek? Well, I mean, yes, I'm an old man, I'm 81 years of age and I'm Looking pretty good. Well, thank you. <laughs> but I stand. I stand for humanity, and it's humanity that's at stake here in the, in the bigger picture. There's no question of any doubt, and it's very, very encouraging to see how many people are standing for Julian. I think it will make governments think twice, and I, I don't think the struggle will get, be given up, even if he is extradited, which I pray and hope that he isn't. Thanks a lot, eh? Thank you. Uh,
1: so that was live um uh, some a short time ago at the Bris- at the UK consulate uh, outside the UK consulate in Brisbane where um Ian was talking with a fellow from England called Derek yes
2: yeah now they, it's, he made a very interesting point there about Assange in that Assange Chelsea Manning and uh Edward Snowden they've all really been lumped in the same group as revealing US secrets about their their warmongering mm. and um, it was an interesting comment there that he said that really Assange did help Snowden and interestingly Chelsea Manning is trying to help Assange by not giving any evidence before the, the committee in the US that wants to try him
1: mm.
2: so um, so, re- really, it's all sort of happening at the moment. Um, Julian Assange is in chains in Belmarsh. It's an unusual place, a Belmarsh prison. It's a, sort of got a connecting tunnel to these courts. Um, a Belmarsh prison was a place where they, of all people, they kept the great train robber, Ronnie Biggs, and also IRA, suspected IRA te- terrorists. So. Um, They've got a high security operation going there and they've got a a, um, a magistrate who looks like she wants to extradite him to the United States. Mm. So I, I think um, maybe maybe for a real understanding, we should really go to Kieran O'Reilly, mm-hmm. who's an anti-war activist. He'll be speaking probably right now if people are in town, if they want to go and have a listen. Uh, he, he gives a, an insightful look at where Julian's chances lie and, and maybe if we listen to what he has to say,
5: um, it'll, it'll help.
2: Good morning, Kieran. So what's the object of today?
5: Primarily solidarity and also putting pressure on the British government. This is the representation of the British government in Brisbane as their consul here at uh, 100 Eagle Street.
2: Uh, there's been a lot of media exposure, both here in Europe and in the UK, for Julian. Of course, the media is controlled by other forces. Yeah. Is the media exposure enough?
5: Well, I was at his original court appearance in December 2010 in London, and uh, then, at, then at Woolwich in the February of 2011, and the media really was of presidential proportions. I'd, I'd never seen a media pack like that since I'd encountered George Bush Sr. in Iowa in the late 80s. So the media, it was a huge media story 10 years ago, and it's kind of died out, and they kind of give it attention with court appearances. And I guess it's the end game in terms of the extradition uh, starting now. So I think the, um, the mainstream media are kind of collecting around it again to you know, see it. They're probably hoping to see an execution. You know.
2: I listened to an interview with John Shipton, Julian's father. He said there was a very encouraging march in London over the weekend. Yeah. Who's doing the work on the ground? Who's who's behind the organising of this?
5: Well, it's I think the uh, uh, it's always been pretty small in London, and uh, it, obviously on my Saturday there's a certain amount of celebrity support, like Roger Waters from Pink Floyd and Chrissy Hine. and that kind of brings up the numbers a bit. Um, Considering one and a half million people marched in London against the war that Chelsea Manning and Julian Assange are in prison for exposing The numbers are pretty small in London. I mean, I'm more of a pessimist than John probably, but um, You know, it's it's outrageous that people like Amnesty International and stop the war coalition who are really well paid and overpaid in England have done very little for anti-war resistors and for people like uh, Julian and Chelsea Manning so people who, you know who are paid well or haven't been doing their jobs and uh, it's been left to people like us with minimal resources you know okay
2: celebrity that's one thing now other parts of organization includes what you're trying to do here
5: well, well yeah they, he's got a very strong legal team like he's got gareth okay. pierce who freed the guildford four birmingham six mcguire seven a lot of irish people who are framed he kept a lot of people out of guantanamo and got them back from guantanamo and she's a major solicitor and then a, you know, a pretty good uh, legal team so obviously his client um, solicitor, client lawyer confidentiality or privilege or whatever it's called has been totally smashed by the Spanish security firm uh, bugging the embassy and bugging all his legal meetings so there is no way that he can have a fair trial in the United States. You know, Whenever you watch an American movie they're always going on about client lawyer confidentiality and that's smashed, it's gone. And so the thing should be dropped immediately. Will and I'm get... sure they'll be arguing that this week.
2: Will he get a fair trial in the UK?
5: No, no, it's a magistrate's hearing and uh, the woman running it is her husband's ex-Tory minister and very deep in the arms trade. So, you know, these are, ple- these are institutions that WikiLeaks has exposed. So how she's still sitting on this case is pretty amazing. Well, He may have a chance at the appeal court level. You know, I I assume he'll lose the magistrate's court. Um, So he's got a week this week, and then he's got three weeks in May. And then whoever wins that, if the defence wins, the prosecution will appeal. I mean, hopefully he'll get bail at that point, if that's the case. And uh, if the prosecution wins, uh, the WikiLeaks people will appeal. So this will drag out for another two or three years in England, I think.
2: The defence team pointed out that the magistrate, the very same magistrate, refused to extradite, extradite some Indian uh, people, yeah. uh, British, British citizens, who are up on murder charges. Right. Now, there is a real contradiction
5: refusal. Uh, they were going to get life without parole in India, yeah. Yes. I mean, it's also a big contradiction at the moment is uh, the killing of a young 70-year-old English lad on a motorcycle by a woman uh, who's leaving a US military base obviously on the wrong side of the road, she was driving the American side of the road. And uh, she just left and uh, she's ex CIA, I believe, and uh, married to someone in the military. So she was supposed to turn up to court in England and she fled to the States, and they're not going to extradite her back for killing a 17 year old, you know. So um, that family of that 17 year old has come out today saying that Julian Assange should not be extradited, that all extradition should should cease, you know, um, cause, it's, it's. I mean, the, what the Brits have done around Julian for ten long years is, uh, is an act of subservience. You know, there's no mutuality. You know, the, the way they invaded Iraq when most English people opposed the war and uh, was, you know, they're willing to follow whatever America says. You know.
2: Just on a broader question, you're a child of the anti-war movement. You came out of the anti iranian movement, and we're seeing that. Young people today are doing as much, if not more, about uh, climate justice. So, do you see some hope there?
5: Yeah, I mean, I was impressed by the militancy of Extinction Rebellion. You know, that was not matched by the anti-war movement in Australia or England uh, in 2003. You know, so, but you know, as we both know, Ian, that when you confront the state, um, <laughs> it can come back and hit you in all sorts of ways. So. I mean, I really hope these young people uh, learn from the past and and have a strong sense of solidarity with those facing the courts and those in jail. Great, thanks, okay. No right.
1: I believe uh, Kieran is there now. Yes, uh, he seems to
2: have a bit of a predilection for consulates, Kieran, because he spent the last 10 years in the outside the Ecuadorian consulate in England. In England, he's virtually kept watch there, uh, trying to support. Well, the way he puts it a fellow Queenslander. Um, interesting parallel there. Uh, Kieran is really a child of the anti-war movement and so so too in a way is Julian. Julian was born in 1971 in, in Townsville. Uh, his mum was sort of um, a free spirit. Um, ended up, I, I, a friend of mine met her at university of queensland in those days and of course the anti-war movement was very strong the anti-vietnam war movement and also there was a lot of activity against uh, apartheid in from south africa mm. there was a touring rugby team and so there was a lot happening and both those people coming from this place ended up in u.s and uk jails for activities against war and um Uh, I think, you know, that's an interesting development. And I'd just like to read out one of the speakers at today's rally is um, former Senator for Queensland, Andrew Bartlett. And he says, It's time for every Queensland member of Parliament to speak out in support of Julian Assange's basic rights and the essential principle of supporting journalists and publishers who are brave enough to expose the activities and misdeeds of government. When I was in the Senate last year, it was deeply disappointing to see so few politicians willing to stand up and be counted by speaking out in support of Julian Assange. Currently, George Christensen is the only Queensland MP to be part of the Julian Assange support group. Why are the rest still staying in the background and keeping their heads down, said Andrew Bartlett. So, good point. Yep, he's... So, you know... If you're a Queensland MP or you're a politician or you're a friend of a politician, they should be coming out now because it's crunch time. The guy can spend the rest of his life in jail or worse in the, in the US.
0: You are listening to the Only Human podcast. Only Human is a weekly program on social justice, disability rights, psychology, social research and mental wellness. You can listen in Brisbane on 4ZZZ 102.1FM, and set digital on DAB Plus radios. Love community media? You can support 4ZZZ by subscribing or making a donation at 4ZZZFM.org.au.